0: It's a residency at the House of M's.
1: This is Triple M Nights with Dave Gleason. Oh. Diesel, the guy who doesn't seem to age. So it's fitting that his new single is called Forever and it's out now. Yeah just a taste of the new album bootleg melancholy which is out in october there are two ways you could show your support one buy a multi-million dollar radio station learn how to use all of the equipment host your own radio show and invite him on it to talk about it like we're about to do or two pre-order the album now still undecided well i'm sure this chat with gleeso will win you over please welcome diesel
0: yes what a great honor and pleasure it always is to have this man on the show Mark Lazotte aka diesel mate you've got a brand new record out tell us all about it
1: yeah it's um oh let's let's see how it goes this time i'm I've released two two things in the in the pandemic so
0: well I mean that's the thing it's every time you release something you kind of have that you have to have that wait and see kind of um that vibe because you, you just don't know how people are going going take it do you
1: well, it's, it's yeah. There's that, and it's just kind of like yeah. There's so many things that are out of your control. I think it's the. I think you just have to accept that not much is really in control in your control.
0: Well, I, I do love the quote on this uh, buyout. Says when it feels potent uh, to you, um, that's kind of uh, a good litmus test for you know you know what the fans love about your music. I, I I would like to think I do, and you know it's. I think they've
1: gotten to know the ones that are really. Like fan fans, they know that I'm a I'm a changeling, and that the only constant thing is change. So mm. allowed my music to kind of go along with that sort of you know one basic truth in this world. Well,
0: <laughs> so- and uh, and that's the thing about your music, Mark. It's uh it's so diverse, but it's um, been able to. Hit uh, in many different forms, you know, you, like the, the straight-ahead rockers, then the more soulful songs, and of of course you are with great uh, with great respect a, a guitarist guitarist. But your lyrics, to me, are, are often uh, just so beautifully crafted and uh, and so on the money that uh, I don't know people maybe forget that that uh, you you're both you're a guitarist guitarist and a lyricist lyricist.
1: Yeah, look, I I you know. Words are really um, something that, like, I guess, with you know, if I if I am going to do something with the guitar, I, I kind of I let it kind of conjure up in my head and 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 swim around and and the same with the lyrics, you know, it's they're both like something that is part of the sculpture, I suppose, um, and they go hand in hand, you know. Mm. Yeah, I do love to um, I, I do love to play with words and to use them and and you know for effect and have lots of things that even I'm, I'm kind of scratching my head sometimes. I'm sure (laughs) you've done the same thing when you've written something and you go, you know, what am I, what do I mean with that? (laughs) I'm not sure I want to go down that. You know, it's it's kind of
0: uh, I'll leave my therapist, like you know, <laughs> them do that because it's it's scaring myself. And, and I mean, I guess uh, in in most albums that uh, that you do, there is a, a certain autobiographical um, element to it that things you've been through, things that have affected you, are uh, in the journey to making the album.
1: Yeah, this this time I I really hit that. Um, on one particular song, especially in a, in a kind of a, almost a storytelling away, a way, because I worked with um, a young artist, Angus. He he really pulled stuff out of me um, that wouldn't come out, I think, because it's just kind of like, why would I talk about that? All because we're having a conversation about, you know, our parents and stuff, and I said, listen, my dad was just like, when I think about what he did, you know, kind of stuffed us all in a car and didn't even tell us where we were going, and we just flown across the other side of the world. We literally drove through like three or four states and he's like, what? This sounds like, it sounds like an insanity. And I said, yeah, well, it's actually, it's very brave and very ballsy, but very like, just kind of like, what the hell were you thinking at the same time? So yeah, we wrote, we wrote this song called Circle Navigator. And um, it's about my dad, um, basically how he just kind of didn't have much of a plan. And it kind of blows my mind, blows my other siblings' minds too. It's kind of like, was dad... Was he uh, was he a, a wild renegade or was he just like clinical narcissist? <laughs> it's,
0: it's, a it's a uh, it's great to, to have obviously someone like Angus that, to recognise uh, that that's a story that's worth telling.
1: Yeah, I, w- I would normally not maybe go there because it just feels too so, too raw, but I thought you know. <sighs> Why not? It's it's makes it makes for great storytelling, t- and how else do you get a lyric like Mormon Mormon Tabernacle Choir in a in a song?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Unreal. And I uh, I I mean, family has been uh, a, a huge part of what makes you you. Uh, I know that uh, you have a very close family of your own. What was your family life uh, when you were growing up like? Were you all close?
1: Yeah, we were until it kind of just scattered, you know, like when you have a large family and you're at the end end of the line. Well, for me, it was it was incredibly compressed and busy and really cluttered house. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's, it's just the three of us left because no. the four older ones took off. And then, then you're kind of like missing them. I remember missing my, my older siblings a lot. And I kind of hero-worshipped them, you know, to a large degree you know, no matter what it is that they were doing, whether playing musical instruments or riding motorcycles, you know. um, It just, it was fascinating to me. It was like, oh, you know, I can't wait to grow up. I want to be (laughs) like that. Um, So, yeah, before I had guitar heroes or, you know, musical heroes or any sort of heroes, you know, my family, my older siblings were were larger than life to me.
0: Now, this album, Bootleg Melancholy, it's uh, been recorded in your studio and you've played just about every single instrument on it. Except the saxophone, you got Bernie back for the sax. Yeah, Bernie was
1: um, doing some shows with us, and I said, "Hey, man, I think there's a song or two that I could have some sax on." And he was like, "Yeah, man, he's he's great." Because I sent him the songs and I sent him my ideas, you know. I sort of, and then he came in and just. <laughs> Did something completely different.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and for anyone listening who doesn't know, Bernie's obviously the a saxophone voice uh, of the early Johnny Diesel and the Injectors albums. Um, so that's yeah. a, a beautiful, long, enduring relationship you got there. It is.
1: And you know, right? Even before we formed the band and became officially, you know, okay, we're going to do this properly. You know, because Bernie was—he was hovering around like a bee around a, around a. a a you know, bunch of flowers. I mean, that, that's pretty much what sax players do, if you if you know. Like <laughs> historically, they they never actually join a band and uh, per se. They just sort of they're in about twenty bands, and it's it's the floating sax player sort of thing. And it's just and um yeah, it's like well you know everyone likes you know to have a bit of sax in their in their band, mm. uh, but not not every band wants to sort of have a permanent sax player. And it was when we came to Sydney and we were struggling, we, we did tons of auditions for a, a second guitar player. Cause it was, I did want to have a second guitar player. Well, I've always loved the sound of two pistons, like, you know, your Keith, your Keith and your Ron, or, you know, Angus and Malcolm, that kind of whole chemistry. And we tried and we tried it. It just wasn't, we just weren't fine. We found some great players and some really nice personalities, but it just wasn't the fit. It just wasn't quite there. And then it was our manager at the time just said, listen, just forget about the second guitar bernie bernie's gonna be your second guitar and i was like okay and i think once it was put to me in and like a just stop thinking about it that way and just open up your mind to this sound i was like okay all right you know i get it know, yeah, and that's and we got bernie playing baritone um which to people, for anyone doesn't know what a baritone is, it's a baritone sax. is a, a
0: saxophone with an extra, like, two feet of plumbing, so it goes yeah. down a lot lower. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's such a cool sound. All right, we are, we're going to be the first uh, to play your brand new single, Mark, uh, Forever. Tell us a little bit about that. Well,
1: my, my son had done an exhibition, and it was here in Sydney at a, a gallery called China Heights, and um, – it was a beautiful body of, of like photos that, of family, friends, uh, people that he'd never, you know, actually got to meet just, that he'd photograph, but, um, kind of fly in the wall stuff just, and it was just really, uh, an expose of kind of like frozen moments, um, how people change over time or just how things look like they're going to last forever. And it's just like, just a moment. And it was called, um, and it felt like forever. That was the name of the show. And I just, I was really, um, you know, there was, there was a photo of, of him and I in it, which, you know, of course was a beautiful thing, uh, hard to put into words. It's one thing, you know, when any, you know, parent kind of gets any kind of sort of uh, proclamation of, of, of love from a from a child, but to see it in an exhibition like that, immortalized, I guess, was just, yeah, beyond words. So, yeah, I walked away from that and um, with a lot of residue and it really, really had a big impact on me. Because he, he used the walls in this gallery to kind of just print up everything. And instead of just having like photos and frames, it be, the walls became like this just massive kind of um, display of like wallpaper of life, I guess you call it. Yeah, you know, I just walked away and thought, God, I'd like to steal that title and write something. And so it was sitting in the back of my head for a long time. It's really, yeah, the song is, is, is kind of an audio version of, of that show, just basically how you really, uh, well, I find myself just wanting to freeze things you know freeze time especially you know when it comes to to friends and and family and
0: yeah it's so it's it's basically about that beautiful time waits for no man mark uh the album is called bootleg melancholy it comes out on october 13 i'm sure you can pre-order it now but mark we're going to get forever on and i tell you mate every time i talk to you i hang up feeling a little bit better about life so thank you so much Thanks. Thanks Dave. Cheers man. We'll we'll see you on the road somewhere mate and uh, good Bye luck man. with the record. I hope it goes really well.
1: with your record? I see you guys have got one out too.
0: Yes, a week before yours ours comes out. We needed nice. to get in
1: no, I know you've you know been busy with other
0: other business for for a while. So I was I was chuffed to see that. Excellent, mate. Well, thanks very much, Mark. And uh, you look after yourself. Cheers. For all the latest rock news, interviews, and
1: backstage experiences, don't forget to subscribe to Triple M Rock on the Listener app.